Praise the Lord and welcome to today's devotional. Well, this is part two on pride. Um, last week we talked about how um, pride can mask itself, uh, how we need to look to Jesus as our example. He humbled himself. Uh, he could not. He, he even said, "I can't. I do nothing on my own. I cannot do anything on my own." Um, and so today we're going to kind of look at how sometimes that pride can really attack out to other people. In Psalms 10, too, it says, The wicked in his pride doeth persecute the poor. And this is not just physical poor. You know, people that are full of pride can attack other people because they consider them weak. Um, pride can cause one believer to believe that they need to be doing what the other believer is doing in front of them and that they could do it better. Uh, or they can, or like as in the um, two men that went up to the temple to pray, the one Pharisee and the other tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed and, oh, I thank God that I'm not like that other man over there, unjust, you know, he's, he's a tax collector. I fast twice a week. You know, and you can even, even in, in, in just that thinking of I, 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 you can hear the pride. You can, you can feel the pride. Even as I say it, I can feel it. But the tax collector, God be merciful to me, a sinner. You know, when, when the Pharisee who is supposed to know the word and, and, and supposed to, um, you know, know and follow what, what God has said, looks at this other person as a weak vessel. That person is weak. They're, they're a sinner. And you know what? Jesus said, I've come to save the lost. I come to heal the brokenhearted. Hearted. And, and that's, that's who he came for. And yet the Pharisee is looking down. But when that, when that um, pride comes in and attacks that person that they consider weak, that's where you really got to watch. You've got to watch your words. Um, and a lot of times that comes because you think you know more than that person. Well, I wouldn't handle that situation like he's handling that situation. You know, I would do it a different way. And again, there's that I, 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 just as when Lucifer fell, I will ascend to heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars. You know, and a lot of times that's the way we become, you know, we, we look at a situation that somebody's going through and we judge it. We judge how they're handling it. We judge what they're doing. And we look down to them and we consider them weak because they're not handling it as well as we think they should be handling it. You know, that is where a lot of Christians lose it. They do not realize that they're not only hurting that person, they're hurting themselves. Because that puts that block for, for you not to hear what God is trying to work in your life. A lot of times you, you see it in a message. You know, somebody will be would have a good word from God, but that person looks in, you know, that's full of pride, will look in their hearts and say, oh, that's not for me. He's not, he's not talking to me. Um, you know, we really need to be content where we're at, and, and we need to um, look to God for, for our answers and, and really recognize that pride when it comes because that pride can, can attack somebody's dream. It can attack somebody's hope, and it can hurt them. You, you know, those words that you say when they, they might be telling you their, their, their life story, they might be telling you what they have going on, but because it's not what you would be doing, 
you you down it you you are negative about it you don't encourage them so so today christians i am just encouraging you to recognize as you hear somebody's dreams and somebody's hopes and and the situations that they're going through today just pray for them be an encouragement to them lift them up in the lord today and do not crush them do not consider them the weaker vessel because they are not the weaker vessel when they have Jesus on their side. So look to Jesus today. Look into your heart and be careful what you say before you say it. And God bless you and you have a blessed day. C.S. Lewis said, Until you have given up yourself to Him, you will not have a real self. Let me repeat that one more time. C.S. Lewis said, until you have given up yourself to God, to Jesus, you will not have a real self. Brothers and sisters, today pride, one of its definitions is thinking of yourself differently than God thinks of you. Let's turn in the Bible, first of all, to Romans chapter 12 and verse 3. Romans chapter 12, verse 3, and here's what the scripture says. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. Amen? So we can understand, first of all, that one thing that pride will do is pride will disagree with God about your situation. Pride will believe its own opinion over the opinion of God. Have you ever met people who are constantly and consistently dissatisfied with every area of their life? That is pride. That is a form of pride because they are actually saying that they know more what they need than God knows what they need. See, Romans 12 and 3 brings out to us that we are to think with sober judgment according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. God has assignments for us. Hallelujah. And God will give us the faith to complete each assignment. And when we are faithful where we are, the Lord will promote us. He will increase our faith. He will increase our level. But first, we have to be faithful where we are. Not filled with pride, not filled with arrogance, not knowing more than God, not knowing more than everybody else knows, even if we do know some things more than other people do. We have to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God and allow the Lord to work His work in us. Amen? And that is awesome. When you stop and think about it, if you're faithful over little, he'll make you ruler over much. But a person who's filled with pride and arrogance can never get there. See, pride will short-circuit that. Pride will short-circuit every promotion you'll ever be in line for. Pride, arrogance, haughtiness, that is just not the way that God operates. Now next, let's turn in our Bibles, if you would, to James chapter 4. James chapter 4. Praise the Lord. And we'll look at verse 6. James chapter 4 
verse 6, and here's what the Scripture says. If I can find it, this is a brand new Bible. And um, I'm having a little trouble getting there. Here we are. James 4, 6, the Scripture says this. But he gives more grace. Therefore it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Now, we understand that grace is that element of God that enables the believer. Grace, grace is the enabler. It's the, gra the grace of God enables you to walk in the faith God has assigned you. Grace enables you for the promotion. Grace enables you to, to move to the next level with the Lord. So grace is the enabler. But if you're in pride and God is opposing you, that grace, that flow of grace, is interrupted in your life. So one way that you can interrupt a flow of divine grace that you need to function on a daily basis, the way that you can interrupt that one way is through having a prideful, arrogant attitude. And secondly, let's look uh, at 1 Peter 5 and 5. Let's see what God says here. Likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. Let me, let me stop right here a moment and say this. I can't tell you how many, uh, you know, 20, 21, 22, 23 year old little novices I have seen and observed. Uh, they have come into to this movement that people are calling the message of the cross. And they're just attacking pastors who have pastored for 30 and 35 and 40 years with uh, haughty, arrogant attitudes, just as a matter of factly stating their opinion to these veterans of the faith. It's not proper. It's not right. You shouldn't do it. I'm not saying that you don't have a right to an opinion, and I'm not saying that you don't have a right to state it, but I'm saying here, as the Scripture says, you younger, uh, be subject to the elders. Treat them with dignity and treat them with respect that is due them. And if you're, if you're a novice, we all were novices at one time. And when I thought, you know, that I knew something more than my senior pastor knew uh, at that time in my life, um, I sure didn't go talk to him like he was a dog. And I'm going to tell you, if this is the fruit of that movement that's preaching that message of the cross, if that's the fruit of that movement, I don't want any of that fruit. I mean, I... I backed away from it because I don't want their spirit. I don't want their arrogant attitude. I don't want their haughtiness. The Lord Jesus Christ wants us to be courteous. We may be right. We, in fact, may be right. But there is a way to present yourself before the Lord and before other people. Amen? Let's read this again. Um, Likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another, for God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Hallelujah to the Lamb. So, as I leave you today with this thought, we do not want, you and I, to be in a position where we find God opposing us. So the scripture says in verse 6, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. Humble yourselves. What does that mean? Sometimes you've got to force yourself 
to keep your mouth quiet. Listen and learn. Love others and treat people with courtesy and with respect. Now listen, don't stop standing for the truth. We need to preach against sin. We need to preach against evil. We need to alert people and warn people of the dangers of sin. Absolutely. But we must do it in the humility and the love of Jesus Christ and with respect as as Christians, as followers of Christ. We are to show respect to those in authority over us. We don't always have to agree and we don't always have to obey those who are in authority over us. But we have to be courteous and we have to be dignified in our dealings with one another on a daily basis. And don't be a little smart aleck. And don't go out there thinking you've got this great revelation that nobody else has. Fooey. Fooey. This, this working of the cross has been in the church for thousands of years. Hallelujah. And there have been hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and thousands of preachers who preached it. Glory be to God. And don't think you've got some little thing that nobody else has. That's arrogance. That's pride. That's deceit. You're deceived. And you will deceive others with that deception. But embrace the truth of Scripture in the love of Jesus Christ. Embrace the truth of Scripture in the power of Almighty God. And in humility, preach the truth. And in love, preach the truth. And don't back down from the truth and don't compromise from the truth. Preach it in love. Preach it in grace. Preach it in holiness. Preach it in in the power of the Holy Spirit. And we will see a great, abundant harvest. Because that's what God wants to give us. In Jesus' name. Amen.